What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Mark Wahlberg in the movie The King, starring Timothy Chalamet. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Mark Wahlberg. I think Mark Wahlberg is one of the most versatile actors working today in Hollywood. I mean, if you look at his breakout role, Boogie Nights, you see a star in the making, and Paul Thomas Anderson gets the best out of Mark Wahlberg. And then director James Gray gets some amazing performances from him in The Yards and We Own the Night. Martin Scorsese gets one of his best performances in The Departed. He's been in funny movies like The Other Guys, Ted. I mean, this guy can do it all. But I feel like every couple of years you forget how good Mark Wahlberg can be in a movie because he makes some pretty bad movies. I mean, he tries to be a movie star at times. He makes movie star decisions like, oh, I'm going to be in Michael Bay's Transformers movie. That's a movie star decision. To be in smaller movies like The Yards and Boogie Nights are good decisions, but the bad decisions are trying to be the movie star. I mean, that Mark Wahlberg's version of Planet of the Apes is one of the worst movies of all time. But then you see him in a movie like Ted, and he's the funniest dude on the planet at times. I mean, he's so versatile. I think his best performances are the ones where he's a supporting actor, and I mean, this, so look at The Departed. He's in a movie with Matt Damon, with Leonardo DiCaprio, with Jack Nicholson, and he gives the best performance. I mean, Alec Baldwin is the second best performance in that movie, but Mark Wahlberg really brings it in that movie, and that's why he's the only actor in that movie that was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance in that movie. And then the second movie that he has a small supporting role in is Date Night, the Steve Carell, Tina Fey movie that not a lot of people cared about. It wasn't a hit movie, but Mark Wahlberg in that movie just brought it. That's when I was like, wow, this guy can really be funny. And then the other guys came out and then Ted came out and it was like, wow, he can dominate comedy if he chooses to do so. Then he can still be brilliant in dramas like Lone Survivor, which is a great movie, and All the Money in the World. Those movies are directed by Peter Berg and Ridley Scott. If Mark Wahlberg works with a top director, he is going to be brilliant in their movies. Again, Martin Scorsese, James Gray, Paul Thomas Anderson, Ridley Scott, Peter Berg. If Mark Wahlberg is working with a good director, he is going to be brilliant in their movies. I mean, him and Adam McKay and the and the other guys. I mean, he gives he out. He is funnier than Will Ferrell in a movie. In the other guys, he's the funniest character in that movie. I also think Mark Wahlberg is at his best when he's acting with other great actors, like in the movie The Yards and We Own the Night. He is acting alongside Joaquin Phoenix and killing the game. In the movie The Fighter, which I'll talk about more in a second, he's acting with Christian Bale and All the Money in the World. He's acting with Michelle Williams. In Lone Survivor, he's acting with Emile Hirsch and so many others in that movie. When Mark Wahlberg steps up to the plate, like in The Departed with Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio, he steps up his game 
game when he is working with other star actors. The failures of Mark Wahlberg is when the movie is all about Mark Wahlberg because most of those movies are not very good. Because It's not against Mark Wahlberg. He just needs to be a part of the puzzle. He's He should never be the main piece. He should never really be the main reason why you're going to see a movie. And my favorite Mark Wahlberg performance is no doubt The Fighter. I thought it was a travesty that he was the only actor from that movie not to be nominated for an Academy Award. Christian Bale won the Academy Award. Melissa Leo won the Academy Award. Amy Adams was nominated. Mark Wahlberg was not nominated for an Academy Award. And I think it's because his role was kind of the stray man in a movie where everyone else was able to go nuts. Melissa Leo was able to do a really out of the world Boston accent. Christian Bale went nuts the scene where he gets new teeth. I mean, that's of all time. That's my favorite performance of all time is Christian Bale in The Fighter. But everyone else, even Amy Adams was able to be like wicked weird in that movie. Mark Wahlberg kind of had to be the straight man in a straight drama and he wasn't given the credit. His his scenes with Christian Bale are the best in the that movie in particular. Again, Mark Wahlberg was able to get an Academy Award nomination from the department because he went out of this world bonkers and in the fighter he had to play a straight up boxer who was wicked intense that's why Christian Bale got the nomination and not Mark Wahlberg I think both of them should have won I'm really glad that Christian Bale won the Oscar but I also think it's one of the all-time movie crimes that Mark Wahlberg was not given an Oscar nomination for the fighter I also thought he was brilliant in last year's all the money in the world I mean he's acting alongside Michelle Williams Charlie Plum Plummer's in that movie, Christopher Plummer's in that movie. I thought his scenes with Michelle Williams, he's just really good. I think he's a better actor than most people give him credit for because every few years there's there can be lack of a really good Mark Wahlberg movie. He can go in this this run of movies that are really bad, that are supposed to be big blockbusters that really don't work out and just make a lot of money. I think what's most fascinating about Mark Wahlberg is that he does go back and forth between making big blockbuster smash hits that make a lot of money but are poorly received and these small independent movies like again Boogie Nights The Yard We Own The Night but then he can be in the Transformer movies and he can try to make himself out into an action star he's kind of a movie star who's better of an actor than he is a movie star I think Tom Cruise is a movie star who's not a really great actor I think Mark Wahlberg is the opposite I think Mark Wahlberg is a better actor than he is a movie star and I think Tom Cruise is a better movie star than he is an actor if that makes any sense but you cannot tell me there are a lot of actors that can do the thing that Mark Wahlberg can do there are not a lot of actors that can be in a drama with Leonardo DiCaprio a comedy with Will Ferrell an action movie and a boxer movie there are not a lot of actors that can pull off so many genres the way Mark Wahlberg can I'm not saying he's one of the best actors in the world I'm saying he's one of the most underrated actors in the world because his reputation is he's going to do a silly accent in a superhero movie or an action film and you're you're just you're not going to get a lot from that experience but when he goes in and works with the best directors in the world he's going to 
give one of the best performances in that movie. He's done it time and time again. I mean, the fact that the guy who was the lead actor in the movie The Fighter can also be the lead of a movie like Ted, that says a lot about Mark Wahlberg. And that shows you how versatile an actor Mark Wahlberg is. If you want to catch up on the best movies to watch Mark Wahlberg is, here's the list. Boogie Nights, The Yards, The Departed, We Own the Night, Day Night, The Other Guys, The Fighter, Ted, Lone Survivor, and All the Money in the World. If you watch all of those movies and don't agree with me that Mark Wahlberg is one of the most versatile actors in the world, I think you're dead wrong. Mark Wahlberg is one of the most versatile actors working today. Now let's switch gears and talk about The King. Here's a quick synopsis. Hal, also known as Henry V, is the black sheep of the royal family until his brother dies in battle and his father dies of illness. And he has to take the mantle of King of England and has to deal with the pressure of newfound power. There's a lot of things about this movie I really like, the Shakespeare of it all, but the thing I like most about this movie is Timothy Chalamet continuing to show his range. He's been in the movies like Lady Bird, like Call Me By Your Name, like Hostels, like Interstellar, and now he's in The King. He was also in A Beautiful Boy. Timothy Chalamet is versatile, and the the, the rivalry he has going on with Lucas Hedges To follow those two actors right now is the best thing to do because that is really the acting rivalry that's going on today. That's the Robert Robert De Niro and Al Pacino rivalry of acting right now. It's Timothy Chalamet versus Lucas Hedges. And right now I give the edge to Timothy Chalamet by a little lead. He has a very little lead in this race. Who's the better actor? I mean, he has little women coming out later this year, which reunites him with director Greta Gerwig. Then he has the movie Dune with Denon... Denis Villeneuve. I mean, this guy is just on a run to start his career, the likes of which we've never seen. His performance in Call You By Your Name is his best performance, but in the movie The King, it's his most interesting performance to this date. There's an opening battle scene between Timothy Chalamet and Tom Glenn Carney, who was brilliant in the movie Dunkirk, if you haven't seen it. And I just thought that battle scene was a tremendous opening battle for a movie. It really amps you up for what's about to happen. The next two and a half hours are going to be amazing based on this battle scene. I mean, these are just two really good young actors and they go toe to toe in this scene. It is just a great opening for a movie. Joel Edgerton and Sean Harris are in this movie. Joel Edgerton is really good in everything that he does. I mean, Joel Edgerton is brilliant in movies like Midnight Special, and he's also brilliant in Boy Erase, which he also directed. He wrote the movie The King with David Michaud. He plays Falstaff, the best friend of King Henry V. It's a famous Shakespeare character. I thought he had the second best acting performance in this movie. Then you have Sean Harris who's famous for playing the villain in the last few installments of the Mission Impossible movies. I mean, both of these guys just have tremendous chemistry with Timothy Chalamet and it just really works for this movie. They really hired a lot of great actors to be in this movie. Now I have to talk about the guy who steals the movie from Timothy Chalamet and that would be one 
one Robert Pattinson. I've done a podcast on this guy. I want to talk about him in this movie because I, I just think his villain steals the movie. He plays the Dolphine, the villain of the movie, the one who wants to take England from King Henry V. I think Pattinson's performance in this movie is kind of like Mark Wahlberg in The Departed because Mark Wahlberg is doing something else in The Departed that nobody else is doing. He is bonkers. And Robert Pattinson is bonkers in The King. He has a crazy French accent. He is going for it. It is one of the best acting performances I've seen in quite a long time. I think it is nuts, and I think it fits perfectly well with this movie. Everyone else is being serious and in control, and Robert Pattinson is just being an out-of-control bad guy, and it works brilliantly. The scene where he is taunting Timothy Chalamet's character is the best scene in the movie. Also, the battle scene with the two of them is also just pure Joy. It just brought me pure joy. It was the best part of the movie. I mean, it's this kind of performance that's getting me so excited for Robert Pattinson to be Batman. I just can't wait. But I also want to talk about Ben Mendelsohn and Lily Rose Depp. They have such an impact on screen with very little screen time. I think Lily Rose Depp is in about the final five minutes of the movie. But she also gives one of the best performances in the movie. I mean, she also has to do a French accent. I, th- I just think it's a tremendous. Ben Mendelsohn is one of the best actors working today. I mean, he's in movies like Place Beyond the Pines. He was in Mississippi Grind with Ryan Reynolds. He, of course, was in... In huge blockbusters like Captain Marvel, he was in Ready Player One, he was in Rogue One. I mean, this guy usually plays the bad guy, and he's pretty terrible in this movie, too. But there's one warm scene where he's dying with Timothy Chalamet that I thought was really, really great. I mean, this movie just cast everyone in the perfect roles. That's why I think this movie works best, is because of who they cast in each and every part. Timothy Chalamet works brilliant as the king. Joel Edgerton works brilliant as Falstaff. Everyone, Ben Mendelsohn, Lily Rose Depp, and of course Robert Pattinson work perfectly in their roles. That's what makes this one of the best movies I've seen this year. It is one of the best movies I've seen this year. And one of the reasons for this is David Michaud, he is one of the most unique directors working in Hollywood. He directed movies like The Rover and War Machine. The Rover starred Robert Pattinson. It is out of this world weird movie. And War Machine starred Brad Pitt. Michaud, to me, knows how to get movie star performances from movie stars. He got a great Robert Pattinson performance in The Rover. He got a great Brad Pitt movie performance in War Machine, and now he gets a really great Timothy Chalamet performance in The King. I mean, David Michaud, there's no one working today like this guy. I mean, visually, this movie was amazing. The battle scenes were spectacular. There was a mud fight in this movie. This movie had 
everything for everyone. It was a blockbuster type movie that just happened to come out on Netflix. But I also think Michaud modernized it beautifully by the message of this idea that power is more about the system than the ideas of an individual. Timothy Chalamet's character wants to become king and change the old ways and the failure of his father. But I think by the end of the movie, we all realize that his father wasn't the biggest issue. It was the system around his father. And I think that's something we can all familiarize ourselves with what's going on in today's world. It's not always about the individuals who are in charge. It's about the system around them that makes them this way. And throughout the movie, Hal, Henry V, is looking for someone to trust. He tries to confide in Joel Edgerton's character. He tries to confide in his own father at the beginning of the movie. He tries to confide in Sean Harris's character. He is looking for anyone to trust because he knows how power will corrupt him. But I think this movie also shows you that somebody like Hal can see the corruption of power and still be like mesmerized by it and consumed by it. He can't see it coming. You can't always see it coming. And by the end of the movie, he is shocked to learn the truth of what's, what's happened throughout the movie and how power can even corrupt somebody like him who knows how dark it can be, how dark power can be to someone. That's why that ending, even though it may seem really dark, I think it was extremely honest about reality that we're living in today, that power can corrupt even somebody who knows how corrupt it can really be. By the end of the movie, Hal realizes that one individual cannot change the entire system. And even though he is king, what does that title really mean? He basically learned he just went through war for no apparent reason. And I think he also realized his father went through the exact same thing. And his father, who he looked down upon, I think he's realizing that, hey, going through the exact same thing his father went through. A lot of people have been criticizing the movie because Timothy Chalamet is the youngest person to play King Henry V in a movie and I think it's obvious why because in today's world we all think that young people have the answers to everything like young people are of course more understanding than older people in today's generation but this idea that what would happen if a young person were to gain all of this power and I think this movie shows that something similar would probably happen if we had younger leadership they would probably still be corrupted by the system around them the fact that the young leader like Hal would be convinced that he is making a big difference. Throughout the movie, Timothy Chalamet's character is being told he's making a huge difference. He's nothing like his dad. He's bringing new and valuable leadership to the kingdom. That the reason he has to go to war is to please the public. He is tricked into believing he's doing the right thing. And I think something similar would happen if we really had younger leadership and if we had a corrupt system, it's about the system. It's not about individuals in power. I also think this movie gives this idea that Chalamet thinks his character Hal thinks there's going to be like instant difference in England now that he's king. And I think that his advisors were telling him it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And he's like rushing it. I think that's something interesting to look at in this movie that he's convinced and he's told he is making a huge difference, but he 
he's just doing things the exact same way his father would probably be doing things. But again, he's being told, he's being tricked into thinking he's making a difference because he thinks that that difference is about to come instantly. I mean, that whole thing about it is just nuts. I think it was just a great way to modernize Shakespeare. Yes, they don't talk in that that tone of Shakespeare style. They like modernize the way they talk and stuff. I just thought no other movie this year is going to have as many good performances. Timothy Chalamet, Tom Glenn Carney, Joel Egerton, Sean Harris, Robert Pattinson, Ben Mendelsohn, Lily Rose Depp. All of them. Just so many good performances. And that's why these type of movies, I think they're cool. But they also had something to say. I mean, yes, this was a movie about swords and horses and a battle for kings and queens and stuff like that. But you can still relate it to what's going on in today's world. And that's why The King is one of the best movies to, I mean, I couldn't recommend you watching it anymore. It's on Netflix. You should definitely go out and watch The King because it is worth the two and a half hour time. Just the fact that two of my favorite actors, Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson, have scenes together was worth a watch. And boy, were their scenes so good. It's going to be so interesting to see in the coming years which of the two of them are going to be the biggest stars. I mean, Chalamet has Little Women and Dune, but Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman. And if he pulls that off, boy, is he going to run the world at this point. Both of their performances were magnificent, and you should definitely see them watch the king thanks for listening to this episode of pop culture spotlight i'm cameron mckinney there'll be a new episode of the podcast every thursday on apple Podcasts and itunes this week i put this spotlight on actor mark Wahlberg in the movie the king next week i'm putting the spotlight on actress jessica chastain in the movie fighting with my family so tune into that and please rate review and subscribe